Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, a Reiki energy practitioner and author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, which shares stories of spiritual awareness, communication, miracles, and ways to discover and utilize intuition as a guide for your personal well-being, healing, and a productive life journey. I am most delighted today to welcome Dr. Robert Tostado, author of What, well, I'll say WTF is Wrong with Our Health, offering a rebel physician's manifesto for reversing disease, increasing smiles, and of course, our goal should be to lighten up and reduce stress and bring more joy and happiness into our everyday life. Hello, Dr. Testado, and thank you for joining me on Healing From Within. Well, hello, Cheryl, and thank you for having me on your show, and I understand you are a fellow rebel. (laughs) I am a bit of a rebel myself. Roberto, (laughs) as listeners of Healing From Within are well aware, my guests and I share intimate stories and insights into the metaphysical and scientific and spiritual aspects of life, to gain greater awareness of true healing on all levels, mind, body, and spirit, so we can create and manifest through our thoughts, our actions, and higher consciousness, a happier, healthier, productive life experience. Through self-investigation and self-mastery of our emotions, we begin to explore the magnificent inner landscape of our being to know ourselves and the world more accurately. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Roberto Tostado, who has been practicing medicine for over 26 years, is board certified in regenerative and anti-aging medicine, also a fellow of nutritional and digestive medicine from the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, and is a new breed of doctors pioneering an integrative approach to wellness, Dr. Testado shares the simple, powerful idea that good food is medicine and will offer suggestions to improve our health, our awareness, learn about detoxification, encourage the elimination of processed foods, and foster vitality and a revitalized energy of health. And that's what this show is about, integrative medicine, and about people understanding their dual nature as both energetic beings and uh, physical beings. So when we start to know that, we can actually create health. We don't have to live according to the old rules of take a pill for everything or have surgery. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Roberto, I I always love to ask my guests because I get the greatest answers. And, and, and it's just like a joy to know people's beginnings. So I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event that might have foreshadowed the path they would pursue in adulthood. Because often I believe the plan is already within the child's mind and heart. So think back. So, you know, I grew up in a poor community in East Los Angeles, and um, I would make frequent visits. I was born with poor eyesight, and uh, so I would make frequent visits to the uh, optometrist, 
and then to the pharmacy. And I think I was inspired then to do something in, in the realm of health to also help people. And, and, and as a very young child, I was inspired by these experiences. And, um, and within my own family, just seeing how there was a lot of poor health um, in my relatives, my uncles, always complaints at gatherings. And so even back then, I, I sort of had this notion as I was getting a little bit older through high school that there, there was something about how we would eat, you know, whether it was cold cut meats, a lot of processed canned foods, that a lot of my relatives would end up becoming diabetic or obese or have some kind of cancer. So my, you know, the, the tostado genes were pretty terrible. <laughs> and so... It was, it was sort of that influence and that exposure of going to these clinics and seeing the house through my family and relatives and or friends as, as I was growing up and then realizing that there, there might be a connection there. Although I wasn't absolutely sure, but it was just sort of this intuitive sense that I had. I think you, you were know. a sensitive kid and you were very observant and you were feeling a great deal, perhaps, of the pain or emotions that people were feeling. I was that type of child, too. Uh, I could not understand how sometimes people behaved in such an insensitive and kind, unkind way to others, like people mm -hmm. who may have had Down syndrome or uh, have been different. You know, I, I saw their faces change. And, and they just could not accept things that are natural and the way it's supposed to be. So we had a spiritual sense within us, and we wanted to right. help people. And that is a great gift, uh, you know, of soul, of the soul or the essence of our being. Yeah, so you were very studious. You, I read that you, you might have considered yourself shy, but I don't think shy or socially awkward. I think you just walked and danced to a different tune. I think you were receiving maybe insights from above to guide you, and that was very, um, help, it helped you, as it helped me, because I was also a bright, gifted child. I skipped grades, and... Uh, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I always wanted to help people. Right, and 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 you're right because I had a, um, you know, in terms of my upbringing, there was a lot of gang activity, and um, but yet I never really felt fear. Uh, it was kind of strange. Um, you know, obviously I had my separate classes, and um, so I just felt that um, going through my whole experience that. Um, it propelled me to continue in this direction, despite, you know, my, my environment and the violence. Um, and, um, and, but what was interesting is that connection that I described in the book, how once I did complete my medical training was how I felt nonetheless that I became a licensed drug pusher, having been exposed to drugs and drug pushers in my community growing up. So there's that correlation that, that I made because it's unfortunate that we do depend so much on pharmacology in the society for our health 
or as I say, our maintenance of disease. Yeah, but it's changing. I, I believe it really is changing now. I mean, people are uh, studying yoga, meditation. Uh, they're watching their children's foods and trying to learn more about it. I, I, I see big changes going on. Now, you went to Columbia University. I'm from New York. And uh, you say you went rogue there, too, because you studied literature, aside <laughs> your pre-med. And so did I. I. I studied education, but but I also studied literature. Because you know what we were seeking? We were truly seeking an understanding of who we are, where we come from, and what what why are we having this life? So we had to, to read and, and learn a lot. But we also were feeling a lot. So we had to use our intuition to move forward to what was going to be our destiny, obviously, and what we were going to fulfill, you know, to, to, to fill our life with. So I found that very interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, and, to me, and to me, that was so critical because the humanities, to me, truly is the basis of how we see the world. And so having the opportunity to go through my pre-medical studies, then incorporate the humanities, the literature, the um, art and music humanities, uh, truly formed who I was as a person. And this was important to me because I knew that once I went on to medical school and medical training thereafter, that it would be so focused and emphasized on the sciences that this is my opportunity to expand in other directions. And what I found was when I was in medical school, um, the majority of my colleagues were these science majors. So I felt it was just so, in a way, myopic to see the world only through that perspective. And I couldn't, uh, it was difficult for me to integrate with a lot of these students to talk about the things of life through uh, humanities, through literature, through philosophy, because there's a certain type of student that's looked for for medical school. And I think that can be part of the issue. I think you, you were know? of the of a Truvian man. And like Michelangelo, he, he went into everything. And there are people like that who uh, their brain functions in ways that they are gifted in many different areas. And so I, I do understand what you're saying. But let's go on to what is regenerative medicine? And also, what do you think real healing is? Well, I think real healing has to do with not living with pain, not living with disease, not living with a condition. Um, and regenerative medicine is accept, not accepting deterioration as we, we know. And, you know, we, we see how... Oh, as you get older, you're supposed to get sicker. Or as you get older, inevitably, you're going to be on multiple medication. And so when I was doing family practice for my, the first 10 years of my career, that's what I had accepted as the norm. And so when I went to this conference in the early 2000s, like 2001, 2002, I had an epiphany because that's why I started learning more about regenerative medicine, which is where... And as I stated in the book, where I felt I was with my fellow defectors or doctors who also felt the same way I did, where why do we just keep prescribing and prescribing medication 
to maintain disease, why aren't we looking for ways to get rid of disease or reverse that diabetes, get rid of that chronic high blood pressure or obesity? And so at this particular conference in the early 2000s, there was this neurologist giving a lecture on the top 10 causes of death in this particular country. And after heart disease and cancer and strokes, number four was pharmaceutical medication as prescribed. And so that's when my eyes really opened up and I thought, so we are, in a sense, licensed killers, if that's the fourth leading cause of death in this country. So this whole notion of regenerative medicine is to give people awareness, number one, which you mentioned at the top of the show, it is about awareness, to give people the opportunity to understand that once they're diagnosed with something, particularly our modern day diseases like diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity, even cancers, that we can have much more empowerment and control of our own journey of health, starting with our food and understanding that we, if we even have a disease, we can start reversing it through food and through the things that we've been doing at our clinic with, as you mentioned, detoxification, which is all food-based. And so regenerative medicine is not accepting osteoporosis. It's not accepting disease as a lifetime sentence. And through whether it's bioidentical hormone therapy, detoxification, nutrition, which is the foundation, people can start to understand that they can take the reins in their health, but they have to want it. And that's why I mentioned on the opening of my book that health is a mindset, because I used to see so many patients when I was at Kaiser who, in a sense, wanted to be sick. Towards, I have this, you know, oh, you know, this person has this. We all have this. It's like it's like almost a group think about health and what's right for us. It's like we're part of the club. We're in the club because we all wearing the same medication. Oh, my doctor says this is fantastic for my for this you know, ailment or this illness. And and my whole mindset is, why should we wear disease as a badge of honor? Let's get rid of that whole mentality. Because we're living then, in a culture of, of victimization. And the point is, we are in fit and healthy bodies. And if our thoughts and our minds work in the proper way, if we have a mind-body-soul connection, we can create miracles and we can, and we can live, um, you know, in a way that's, uh, that's open to possibilities. I am a Reiki energy practitioner. And in my book, The Living Spirit, I wrote this. There are many types of energy healing. Some like Reiki and acupuncture have been around for thousands of years. Others have been developed more recently. Their methods may differ, as well as certain aspects of their ideologies, but they all operate on one basic premise. There is more to us than our physical bodies. Energy sessions focus instead on the life force or chi that flows within all living things. The goal being to release, dissolve, or transmute negative feelings that block this force and create imbalance and illness in the body. All of these methods have benefits that range from improving or healing the physical body to clearing past painful memories and negative thought patterns. So that's what we're really working with, the mind and the body. All right, let's go on to why do you consider yourself a rebel? I think, and the rebel 
is a bit tongue in cheek, but I guess it is a, a reality at the same time in the sense that if I'm, well, I'll give you the example of a patient that through nutrition, through detoxification, this is a few years back, I helped her reverse her, her diabetes, her obesity, her high blood pressure, her cholesterol issues. She no longer required medication, obviously, because she was now truly normal. There was no condition that she was managing. She was living free from disease. And so she asked me, do you think that my insurance will cover this? I said, well, let's give it a try. So because insurances typically don't recognize this form of medicine and this form of healing, um, ironically or not ironically. And so I submitted this letter to her insurance company. And about a month later, I received a notification from them that in essence, they said that my treatment was inadequate so that they were going to reimburse me like a dollar and 17 cents for my troubles. This was laughable. This was laughable and miserable at the same time. So if healing is rebellious, then sure, I'll accept the rebel title. And if I tell people, you know, eat more broccoli, eat more fruit, eat less processed meats, less, um, fast foods, and you will start to feel better and actually heal your body rather than exposing yourself to all these pesticides and herbicides and hormones and antibiotics that are put into foods and GMOs and chemicals. Because we tell people preservatives don't preserve your health. They preserve profits for these industries. And likewise, with pharmaceuticals, I understand that sometimes we'll need an antibiotic or we'll need insulin or we'll need a surgery. But, but where my argument is, or my observation truly, is that we are now and have been for decades conditioned to be maintained on medication for the rest of our lives. And that's a very long time. So my point is, is I understand you might need medication acutely for a specific issue. And sometimes when I was working in family practice and I would diagnose somebody with, uh, say, diabetes, I would congratulate them and they would look at me with this really surprised face. Like, what do you mean? Congratulations. And yes, now today is your opportunity to look into your lifestyle to reverse this disease. Even though at the time I really didn't know anything about nutrition because we're not taught nutrition formally um, in uh, medical school. I think I may have received, yeah, I think that needs to change. Our policy has to change. I think I may have had one hour in four years of medical school and two years of pharmacology. So it tells you what the foundation is truly about our medical system. And so that patient who looked shocked and she said, well, what do you mean? I thought once I got diagnosed with this, I was going to just take medication for the rest of my life. So it's the patient who's conditioned and it's the medical system that's conditioned to offer the prescription. And so where I want to intervene then is to tell people, okay, now it's your job to look at your eating habits, what's in your kitchen. Because I always tell people health begins in your kitchen, not at the medical clinic. And so as I had to do stuff for my obesity issues and cholesterol issues many years ago, I found it through food. And I tell people, it's not about eating food that's healthy. I mean, yeah, that's obvious. But many people take that as, oh, I have to eat cabbage and beets all day. And that's not, that's the furthest thing from the truth. It's integrating the whole foods, as I tell people, that you enjoy most on a day-to-day basis in replacing whole foods, the proteins you like, the good fats, the proteins, the produce, I'm sorry, so that these 
start to become your day-to-day foods and you integrate this over time so that less and less processed foods go into your mouth and now you're going to start experiencing better energy, better sleep. And to me, by helping patients understand this aspect on this side while they're getting their medication from their primary doctors, now we're working as a team. So it's not us versus them. It's let's work together until we can get you off your medication because your body no longer requires this. So this is truly the art of both integrating nutrition, wellness, functional. There's so many terms out there to describe this kind of medicine. And when people even ask me, what kind of doctor are you? I said, you know, all I know is I'm someone that wants to help people reverse disease. And we've been able to accomplish this by getting rid of diabetes. Yeah. But you know, when you worked in a family family practice at Kaiser, uh, you had your prescription pad, and you were addressing yeah. more than nutrition to help people. Uh, you would sometimes write stat divorce. <laughs> <laughs> it is so true. The way people have to pay, pay attention to what's going on in their life in order right. to make changes that might be better for them. So what, what's so uh, interesting is that, and as, I've, as you've been saying throughout the show, that health is not just what we put in our stomachs. It's what do we harbor in our minds in terms of our thoughts? Is there, is there toxicity in our thoughts? And then is there toxicity in our heart in terms of how we feel towards people and life in general? So it's this whole interconnectedness with our, our minds, our hearts, our stomachs. And so when, when people do not realize or realize that they are in a toxic situation, either in a marriage or in their jobs or with certain colleagues or friendships, that in itself can manifest in a lot of physical illness. So this one particular woman that I was seeing almost on a weekly basis, and I got, it got to the point where I literally was getting tired of seeing this person because at the time, the only tools I truly had were my knowledge of prescription medication and her, her symptoms and, and prescribed to her what she needed at the time. Well, after months of doing this, I finally asked her, why do you think you have a different complaint every single week? And I've been seeing you and trying to help you, but it seems like I'm not doing my job correctly because you come back with yet another ailment. So I started feeling really self-conscious about the whole thing, thinking I'm obviously not a good doctor, even though I thought I was, and I was. <laughs> but the point is that she started talking about her marriage. And when she started going more into that, I said, that's your problem. I said, it's not your head. It's not your stomach. It's not your back. It's not that you're feeling uh, uh, depression just out of nowhere, out of a vacuum. The reality is, is that you have a very toxic marriage and you've had it for 40 years. And that's why I wrote on my prescription pad, stat divorce. I said, this is going to make you feel better than any other prescription I could give you. And she looked at me kind of shocked, to say the least. And I told her, I'm saying it half-jokingly, but more serious. And I said, in life, sometimes we need to detox people from our lives to have a healthier life. I was in a toxic situation when I was working at Kaiser. I was feeling so miserable. I told my wife, I'm going to quit medicine because I just don't believe in what I'm doing anymore. I had a crisis with my conscience. And so when I left, I thought that I detoxed myself. And so when I see patients in my current wellness clinic, I tell them, when you're going through a nutritional detoxification, detoxing from a lot of these sugars and processed foods, I said, what you're going to notice is you might detox yourself from certain people because you might have associations with certain people 
eating certain ways or certain outings that you no longer will be interested in because those are the toxic foods that you've been associated with. And so I said, what's going to be so interesting as you go through this journey is you will notice yourself not associating anymore with certain people going forward, but it's because you're growing. And if people don't support you, you might intersect later on in life because that other person uh, might make changes too. And nothing has to be a dead end. But but yes, you have to go on your own path and follow your own way. What is the one most important thought you would like readers of WTF is wrong with our health to take away with them? That you are more empowered than you think, but you have to want this. And I say this regarding your health because a friend of mine once asked, how do you convince your patients to want to be healthy? And I said, that's the million dollar question. I don't have to do any convincing. All I can do is give people the awareness and the understanding that they can help themselves, but only if they want to, because we have been so misinformed and conditioned to think that it's going to be that pill that makes me healthy and happier. And the truth of the matter is, is that it's not. It is a personal choice that we need to make so that going through our life, going through our journey, we understand in a very basic way, very practical way. I wrote my book very in a very practical manner so that people can start understanding, oh, yes, I can start eating this and this and going to farmer's markets maybe once a month and understanding what whole foods are because I don't care what kind of diet somebody you know chooses to have, whether it's a vegan diet or a, what's called a ketogenic or paleolithic, all of this terminology. I tell them, most importantly, without getting involved with all this terminology, just eat foods that are whole and fresh on a daily basis that you enjoy and your body will start healing because those foods already have healthy, natural properties. I also like that you said that it's no joke that laughter is critical to better health. And another way to crawl out of a rut is to help someone either by tutoring, volunteering, doing a good deed, or simply listening to someone about their interests or issues. All those are what I'd like people to take away with them from your book because it's all there. I want to thank you, Dr. Roberto Testado, for sharing your holistic, integrative approach to wellness. For what you and many other health practitioners are intent on achieving is not to be ill and need medicine and surgery, but to live a healthy lifestyle for body, mind, and spirit in preventative ways through diet, exercise, detox, and mind-based stress-breaking practices and also energy medicine too and to purchase this book go to amazon.com or ibodywellnesscenter.com in summarizing today's episode of healing from within we have explored the need to take charge of our lifestyle choices and free ourselves from health challenges disease and the dependence on uh, on medicine or surgery and extensive trips to the doctor. We must learn how to improve our diet, make better choices, learn more about exercise and handling stress, and opt for preventative holistic methods. And we will begin to understand the needs of our body if we listen and use our intuition as well. Dr. Tostado writes, 
we need to refuse this notion that it's natural to live with disease the rest of our lives. Most disease is not a consequence of aging, but lifestyle. If you choose a lifestyle to prevent disease, would it be the way you are living now? To go forward, we need to go back to eating fresh foods and enjoying the outdoors as our ancestors once did. Aging and dying are inevitable, but not the poor quality of modern day life. Roberto and I would have you know, you are supported by spirit and loved ones who offer you many chances to manifest and create a healthy, productive, and joyful lifestyle. Simply pay attention to your body, what you feel and find agreeable in food, people, places, and activities that feed your inner heart. And we assure you, you will find a greater quality of health and happiness. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing From Within, and invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical, science, spiritual, medical, and psychology fields, as well as the arts and music, discuss the multidimensional aspects of our spiritual and physical life needs. Shows may also be heard on DreamVision7Radio.com and webtalkradio.net. Thank you.